0: And one of our perks, one of our freebies was this walking graffiti tour Mm -hmm. of Berlin. And I think this tour technically goes for like either between an hour or two. Ours went for four. Oh, wow. Because our tour guide, she loved us so much. And so she's just like, I'm going to take you to my favorite bar. I'm going to take you to our favorite this, you know, and then let's go here (laughs) as well. And we were all very excited and happy. It wasn't until we, we stopped at the bar for that night, we were like, oh, it's night. <laughs> <laughs> and where are we? Yeah. We're nowhere near, so we can't just walk home. You gotta catch a taxi? Or the... It was. I loved it, and I also was giving in the side eye, like, somebody take me home now. Yeah. Um,
1: Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Tura as the guest. Before I tell you about Tura, I do have an email that I wanted to share with you all. So earlier this month, toward the beginning of January, (laughs) I received an email from A study abroad advisor who works for uh, a university in California and I just wanted to share with you all what he wrote it was very kind so here goes hello my name is Adam and I'm a study abroad advisor I run a discord server for international educators and as a part of that I keep a curated list of topical podcasts for our members I've listened to a bunch of episodes from your podcast and would love, 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 all caps on love, (laughs) to add it to our curated list. It's tough for advisors and other staff to hear our students' real stories. Your podcast is exactly what our field needs, a chance to hear students reflecting on their experiences. So if it's all right with you, I'll start sharing your podcast with our members. And then he invited me to join the Discord and ended his email with cheers, Adam. <laughs> so, thank you very much, Adam, for the wonderful email. Uh, it's so funny because I received this email. It was after I had put out the trailer for Young Gifted and Abroad that I made. So, it was after that, but before I had interviewed my friend show for episode. Seventy-one, which was the first interview that I did this year. So the fact that it occurred in between those two things, the timing of that was very encouraging. Because it was like, ah, I'm getting back into the swing of things. And it, it was just further confirmation that, you know, this show is valuable. So I'm really glad when, when y'all let me know how you feel about Young Gifted and Abroad and how it's important or helpful to you all so yeah don't be shy <laughs> feel free to feel free to send an email to me uh like adam did anytime younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com so yeah i just want to share that with you really quickly so about tura tura is actually a listener you might remember from a previous episode i mentioned her and read a message that she sent me back in the fall and she was just saying really nice things about how much she was enjoying the show and how it was helping satisfy her wanderlust during quarantine and a whole bunch of other lovely things that she had to say and at some point in our conversation she mentioned doing this really cool thing during her first ever trip to Europe and so I invited her to be a guest on the show. So Tura is originally from Guyana and has been in the States for the majority of her life at this point, point. and she's also a librarian. That's putting it in the simplest terms because as you'll hear her explain, her field, library and information science, is actually quite expansive. and. While she was getting her master's degree, during the later part of her graduate studies, she decided to gift herself with a seminar in Europe. So she went with a group of other graduate students, and they spent a week in Berlin, Germany, and another week in Dublin, Ireland, so two weeks total, studying the intersections between library and information science and... Business, entrepreneurship, tech, startups, that type of thing. And she had a really great time. So we had a a really fun conversation about all that. Also, fun fact you may or may not hear at some point in the interview (laughs) my dog Julia whining and grunting in the background because normally I put her away when I do these interviews for the show. And for some reason, this time I forgot. And Julia came looking for me while I was talking to Tura. And once Julia realized which room I was in and saw that the door was closed, which means she couldn't get access to me, she was upset about that. So she spent some time sitting by the door and uh, making her discontent known. So, you know, see if you can hear it. It's very slight, but. She's in there. Julia's in there if you <laughs> listen really closely. But anyway, uh, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Tura Dover. Thank you for <laughs> your time today. <laughs>
0: Thank you for your patience. (laughs) Thank you for your patience.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah, we figured it out. Um, uh, I wanted to say, first of all, thank you for uh, the lovely messages that you have sent previously. Um, I really appreciate, appreciate you listening to the show and having such nice things to say. It really means a lot and um i'm glad the show could help I you mean, pass the time
0: yes i mean every single word of it oh. i mean every single word <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> thank you um and i also want to say of course i thank you for agreeing to be a guest i really appreciate this as well uh only the second guest of 2021 since it's so early
0: so uh this is exciting <laughs> it's exciting too yeah. i'm i'm excited
1: yeah So, okay, so why don't we get right to it and start with you introducing yourself a bit, if you don't mind.
0: Okay, Um, my name is Tura, and I am a Guyanese-born American. Um, I've been in the U.S. living as my primary residence since 1996, Mm. and uh, one of the things I discovered several years ago that makes me happy is travel Um, Mm. so I set out (laughs) to just include that in any way possible in my life Um, and so yeah currently I am working in the library and information science field specifically at a community college here in the desert Mm. and yeah that's me
1: nice Nice. Okay. Uh, how did you discover that traveling made you happy?
0: So, um, I was very unhappy, <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the early, you know, it was around 2010 maybe is when I sort of started really asking myself all of those life, like big life questions, you know, mm-hmm. and I was reading all the books and everything and, one of them specifically, I believe it's called "The Best Year of Your Life." Um, live it, dr- dream it, live it, something or planet—I don't remember. It's Debbie Ford. It's very cheap on Amazon. I recommend it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, each chapter, she has like specific, you know, questions that you like, exercises that you have to answer. And I'm a lifelong learner as well, so I wanted to explore the world. Mm-hmm. And that was something as a kid, I remembered sort of daydreaming about. And I was just like, well, I haven't really done a lot of that. And I put it down sort of as one of the exercises and said, let me just at least explore it myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started ba- very baby steps. <laughs> um, and it fulfills so much for me traveling. It, I learn a lot. I do a lot of solo ish traveling and I'm a big foodie as well. So <laughs> food was one of the driving
1: <laughs> I mean, food and travel often go together. So, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, and you know, Anthony Bourdain, Andrew Zimmerman, all those like travel shows on like TLC, Travel Channel were big at the time. And so I just remember just like watching them a lot of, Oh, and house hunters international mm-hmm. and just thinking instead of me just saying, Oh, one day, one day, why don't I start? And, um, I mean, I came flew to the U S you know, when I, you know, in 96 and I was by myself, a kid. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, my family, put me on a plane. They were like, oh, sit next to that lady. (laughs) And (laughs) I couldn't even tell you who the woman was. Then my dad met me in New York. And so I was just like, I need to get back to that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I tried it on smaller scales just in here in the US by myself and with friends and family. And then I just continued and finally did international. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Do you remember if, if there was any specific trip that kind of cemented it for you, where you realized that travel made you happy?
0: I think the realization is more like it was just like an awakening. I mean, we traveled as a family. Mm-hmm. We would take summer trips. My sister, um, myself, and my cousin in Indiana, we were all sort of around the same age group-ish. Um, maybe like five to six year difference and we would be sent to our aunt you know in Virginia Mm -hmm. um, for a couple weeks or go to my cousins in Indiana just my sister and myself um, that sort of thing and I enjoy those because I got to see another part of the world and and then I have relatives all across the globe Mm. lots in Canada my dad was actually a Canadian resident It's just like our lives were just so busy, you know, and (laughs) and like a money was an issue, too. And it was just like a lot going on. So traveling was not the priority. It was just like my parents after my dad worked a lot was just like, okay, we're going to go visit your aunt Mm -hmm. in New York. And I remember one winter we we drove to New York. Um, There was a blizzard. We stayed at the side of the road in our brand new minivan (laughs) for (laughs) I don't even remember how long but I stayed awake the whole trip because I wanted to see everything and but I hadn't done that you know for a long time you know um when I made this realization and so and then we went to um, Canada as well and so I was just like I need to sort of get in you know, involve that in my life mm-hmm. on smaller scales more often, I think was the, the big trick was do it more often, you know. Yeah. So um but yeah, the the trip I think the New York trick to me was more exciting because I always wanted to go to New York and mm-hmm. my aunt lived there and extended relatives and so I actually drove to New York with my friend. Oh nice in two thousand 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I would take trips to like St. Louis. And when my friends moved and you know, drive to see them visit their new homes, my grandparents near St. Louis, that sort of thing. And yeah, spend long weekends. And then that just then a friend of mine moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh not, sorry, Canada, Australia. It was around that time. And he just kept saying, you should come visit yeah. you should come visit and I was like no I could never I could never <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah. I did it and I did it in 2013 nice. you know by myself and two weeks and that really was just like okay branch out now mm-hmm. branch out yeah. um spread those wings yeah those were the big ones all of my the big trips I just I remember yeah um and they hold a really good place in my heart. My pet. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I answered your question.
1: You did. You did. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That's good. Like you kind of built up to it steadily. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it was visiting people that you know. That's a, a really yes. good way to get started, especially if it's like intimidating. If it seems intimidating, at least you're going where you know somebody, you know?
0: So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So. Well, of course, you you had your seminar that you mentioned to me previously, Uh, but before I ask you about that, I was hoping you could explain to a novice like me what library information science is.
0: Okay. So, (laughs) you know, so you know um, what a traditional library looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you remember visiting your public library as a kid, I'm sure. That's the library part. And then there's the library part when you were in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your high school, if you're high school at a library slash media center, mm-hmm. that we sort did. of thing. So that all falls under library information science. And then there's the college, you know, library or the law library, the medical school library. Mm-hmm. Those are sort of the quote unquote traditional parts of LIS library information science. Um, information science comes in because the traditional library is no longer the traditional library mm-hmm. with the advent of technology mm-hmm. computers libraries were some of the first to sort of adapt that technology and so the library and information science umbrella uh, there's, there's contention, whether to call it an industry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I may use the word industry, who knows? Um, But umbrella (laughs) is making sure that first people have access to information. Mm -hmm. It's about access and equal access as well. So you have people who love sort of the traditional brick and mortar Library land, mm-hmm. um, and then there's others who are like behind the scenes or the forefront who are doing all the digital libraries. You mm-hmm. know, There's someone on your Netflix and your Amazon, those are LIS people inputting all that data and make, designing it for ease of discovery and use, um, user experience, all mm-hmm. of that falls under sort of that umbrella. Um, and I worked in a brick and mortar public library and I worked there for 10 years, I think. Mm. I don't remember 10 years before I even went and got my master's in mm. library and information science. And I knew the field was more expansive than I had, you know, had been working in and the way it was presented to me, um, you know, this um, institution I'd worked at. And I wanted to do more because I love learning. I wanted to know more. So when I went to a library school at the university of Illinois in Champaign Urbana, mm-hmm. I did that program. And because it was 45 minutes away from my <laughs> house <laughs> and my job. And so when I got accepted, I set out the goal to learn from every part that the program offered mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So it was just about, oh, um, reference services. It wasn't just about, um, just, you know, the traditional librarianship. I set out and learned, I took programming class, IT programming classes, database, um, things like that. So I did all of it simply so, because I knew the the umbrella that is LIS was expansive, Mm -hmm. um, and it was moving towards um, more towards the information science part of things yeah and there was more there so I took even consulting classes um, yeah and it, it was a I loved the education <laughs> and then I turned around and sort of instead sort of jumping head-on into the IT side of things I was just like let me see what academic librarianship is like <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, and that's that's where I am. I'm technically a cataloger, so I enter all the metadata for the materials that you browse a catalog online for and all those rules and principles that govern that. Mm-hmm. um I make sure it's you know ease of discovery for our users okay. um a- a- our patrons, our students <laughs> um yeah.
1: So. Wow. Does that answer your No, question? it does. It does. <laughs> I, I no, I'm I'm just sitting here listening cuz I'm learning so much already um, cuz when I think I, when I read your message and you first mentioned library, inf- library and information science, I was thinking that the traditional like librarian role yeah. in, in a traditional library. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about how that can extend to like you said people who people who basically you behind your netflix recommendations or like on online catalogs and things like that i i wouldn't have put those together under the same um umbrella as you called it yeah that's fascinating yeah wow
0: yeah it's it, it, it's even deeper and more technical because there's the systems that we use the i mean the programs and all of that too that there's companies and all the vendors and things like that, that build these things mm-hmm. um, and people work in those with my degree and people work at Google and Amazon yeah. and Netflix and all of that stuff. So it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be in under this umbrella for a while. I would at least like to in different, you know, little areas of it. So yeah. as long as someone will employ me. Right. <laughs> <Let's say that.
1: laughs> Right.
0: Wow, that is so yep, cool. Yep, yep.
1: What, what drew yep. you to that field in the first place?
0: So, <laughs> I would like to paint a lovely picture from when <laughs> I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, you know, looking back and having to, like, draw the thread, you're like, oh, there were all these indicators. For instance, looking back, the thread was my kindergarten in guyana hmm. was in a library
1: oh okay wow
0: yeah it was like in a one room so the it was a two-story building the library I believe, was on the first floor and my kindergarten class was on the top floor hmm. or maybe vice versa. i don't remember there's like a newspaper article <laughs> of me on a swing in Aww. front of the library <laughs> you know? And then like my grandparents, I lived with my grandparents, I grew up with the, with them and my cousins down the road and we would go to the library, you know, um, mm-hmm. this little schoolhouse building. Uh-huh. And so the library has always been a part of my life, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause my grandma valued education a lot. And in the summer, my aunt was a school teacher. And so, I would have to take classes with her in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, ugh, really? And so my cousins, we were allowed to go to, we were like, very little kids, allowed to like walk the, however many miles to the library. And we'd pass through a cemetery and we'd try and scare each other. And it was like this huge adventure mm-hmm. that ended in another adventure in books. Yeah. Um, And I came to the States, and we lived in one of the south suburbs of um, Chicago, and my stepmother would take my sister and I to the library, you Mm -hmm. know, um, in the summer, during the school year, and that library showed me that there was more to libraries than Mm -hmm. what was in Guyana, at, at least at the time when I was there, and There was a lot of programs you know storytelling events and things like that and i kind of fell in love with that too Mm. um and then when we moved we moved to quote unquote the heart of illinois and (laughs) we Uh were not allowed outside (laughs) of the house (laughs) oh okay so we weren't like when my parents were gone they you know because we were were brand new to this little town and we weren't allowed so but for some reason, my friends and I, we laugh about this now. We're like, what were they thinking? <laughs> but they allowed us to walk to the library. <laughs> and the sad thing is, we, found, we all, like some my three friends from that period, we're still friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, we said, wait a minute. Why didn't any of us go anywhere else? Like, our parents would not have known. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We didn't stop off at no one's house. We didn't go to the corner store. We didn't hang out in the park. We literally went there, spent hours in the library hanging out, and then walked home. (laughs) Yeah, so, So, yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) the libraries played some kind of you know and I love reading I loved reading as a kid um teen it kept me company from all the boredom you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so I and I just find that like I just like being entertained (laughs) so I feel that reading books I shouldn't have been reading you know as a teen (laughs) that sort of thing (laughs) yeah Yeah, I had to sit down and sort of, like, remember all of this, this, like, little thread in my life, you Mm -hmm. know, in the background of my life. And so when I graduated college, it was the height of the recession, Mm. and I studied psychology, minored in business, and wanted to take a gap year. Mm. And so I, you know, I was applying everywhere just to hold me over for that year, and... I got hired at an insurance company Mm part-time for customer service. And then I also got hired at the library part-time and yeah, yeah, yeah. I did both (laughs) of them for two years and then a full-time position became available at the library. And I was just like, I like it here. (laughs) I like it here, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm getting to learn so much. I um I work in the bookmobile. I did a lot of um homebound and homebound patrons, that sort of thing. Um, outreach services is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that for a while, and then I kind of just moved to different departments, got different jobs in different departments, and I was just like. I like information, you know, and it's not as stressful as working customer service. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, tell me about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it depends on which department of the library you work in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because our public libraries, the staffs are, are stressed mm-hmm. because they have to deal with the public. Yeah. It's a different sort of um, customer service. Um, but yeah, and then... I was just like, I need another degree. I can't do this forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, you know, went and got my master's and I really enjoyed that. And here I am yeah, <laughs> in another state, <laughs> continuing the journey.
1: <laughs> right. So being a librarian or working in information science wasn't like your lifelong dream. But like you said, nah. libraries and various forms and facets have been part of your life kind of like from the beginning, so it kind of Yes came together in this very um, maybe serendipitous way. I don't I don't know if that's the right word for it. No. But. <laughs> I
0: stopped questioning it. I stopped <laughs> trying to understand it all.
1: <laughs> Stop questioning Yes. It. You stopped questioning it and just kinda leaned into it and you know, here you
0: are. That's that's my little journey yeah. into this field. Wow. And being in the um, academic setting, um, I get to, quote unquote, adjunct as a librarian. And so I get to work with students. Mm. Um, so now that everything's sort of turned remote, my working with students involves a ch- chat reference service, like a virtual reference. Mm. So I sit, student needs help with research. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I help them with that. Nice. Um, Yeah. And order books and catalog books and things like that.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, I'm I'm glad that everything is working out for you so far in that way. And you mentioned going to grad school. Yes. I remember you had said that you did a seminar in Europe as like a graduation present to yourself, right?
0: Um, yes. So, yeah.
1: Because, <laughs> you know, you can come up with pretty much anything to reward yourself with, especially for something as, as big as making it through grad school. So why did you decide to why did you decide on this seminar as, as something that you wanted to give yourself?
0: OK, so so I started grad school in the summer of 2015, mm-hmm. and that was the same summer my friend and I drove to New York. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, like, I, during that trip, she and I talked about, like, oh, we, you, you know, we did missed a lot out of school, you know, we didn't, you know, we worked while we were in school supporting ourselves, that sort of thing. And we just, you know, there was so much we, quote unquote, missed out on. So I remember we would discuss and I was just like, I kind of want to may have this second go around at school a little different. <laughs> and One way to do that was study abroad. So I looked at my program and they have a study abroad option, but it's not directly through our school. Hmm. So like you could find a comparable school elsewhere and make sure those credits transfer to um, your LIS degree. But at the time mine was not available. Hmm. And so I was just like, Oh, I'll I'll just wait. So one of the first classes I took that fall was called um, International Librarianship. And I Mm -hmm. said, wait, what? (laughs) There's a thing as International Librarianship? Yeah. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, I took that class and I learned so much, so, so much. And it got me really pumped. And I remember thinking, I'm going to travel with my degree (laughs) i'm going to do it because there it's it's you know it can happen right so i started looking for ways yeah specifically with my degree but because i was working full time and commuting 45 minutes you know i was just like my job is not gonna let me go for a semester So I was looking for other options. And uh, one of the ones that was more feasible, there were several. um, So you could um, go to conferences as a student Mm -hmm. and present. And so there is an international librarian organization called IFLA, International Federation of Library Association. Sorry. My head just went blank there. That's okay. (laughs) 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 And so I was just like, okay, IFLA has a huge conference um, each year, and I think, I don't remember what country was that year, but I know a few students from my program were presenting, but it was too late for me to, you know, sort of work with them on their project to go. And I was just like, okay, let me go as a member, mm. as a student member. And the cost was still kind of steep and just the timing didn't really work out for my job and other things going on in my life. And I was just like, fine, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do it another time. <laughs> um, and, the, you know, yeah, exactly. The continued research I did, um, I saw, okay, there was other conferences that I can go to. But the things that I was studying, I... To me, attending as a member to a conference that I'm not that invested in in some of the subject matter, it's just like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then I saw that several other schools had actual study abroad opportunities in their MLIS program. And so I looked around to see what worked for me. And I was just like, okay, two weeks is all I can afford. That's real. That's real. Yeah, yeah. And then UNC had um, like three programs going at the time Hmm. for three different seminars. And the seminars at UNC, I love it because they say you don't have to be a student. You could just be in the profession Mm -hmm. and still go on these seminars. And so I was just like, perfect. If I don't do it during my two years of my program, I will do it whenever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... I kept checking back on the their website and they had a um, seminar in London and a seminar in Prague, but they run simultaneously like during the same two weeks in the summer. And mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, I can't choose. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, I can't do this now, you know, at the time. So I was just like, just put it off, put it off. And then I checked back and then they added a third program. And this was a twofer it was going to both Germany and Ireland, one week in Germany, one week in Ireland, mm-hmm. for the same price. And I said, I love a deal. <laughs> I'm doing it. A-
1: <laughs> sure, who doesn't?
0: <laughs> I'm doing a, thank you. Especially traveling, please. I was, by that point, yeah. By that point, I was doing all of the, um, what do they call it? Um, the points, you know, playing that game with the credit cards and stuff like that. And I had racked up a good amount of frequent flyer miles. Um, And so I was just like, I'm going, I don't care the costs, you know, what have you. Mm -hmm. And I applied, they said, sure. But then we got an email like that winter, um, maybe around was in the January of 2017, right before the trip, it said, oh, we're still looking for the right number of people. So they did not have enough to justify putting this brand new program on. And I was like, no. (laughs) And I was telling anyone who would listen (laughs) and just to see if they could sign up and add to the number (laughs) so Tura can go. (laughs) Join the trip so
1: that I can go. (laughs) I think.
0: Exactly, (laughs) But everyone had already booked their flights to other conferences and other schools and things like that. And I was just like, man. And I think it wasn't until March when they were like, okay, it came very close, but we have our number. Nice. And I was just like, thank goodness. (laughs) But of course, like a crazy person, I was taking three classes Mm. working full-time and three of the classes um two of the classes were consulting classes and silly me forgot to like take them for just two credits so i was taking them for four credits
1: each wow
0: (laughs) i don't know if you've done a consulting class but (laughs) Mm
1: -mm. you're working with
0: real life clients yeah you're working with real real life clients yeah. that need a deliverable. They need something at the end of it mm. and their meetings and all this of the stuff. And you, you're doing this with a group of other <laughs> students. So it was a lot. Yeah. Sounds and like I, it. I was so burnt out. I almost missed my bus to the airport. <laughs> and, oh no. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and oh, I am not one of those people. Like I am punctual. I am on top of things. I know things off the top of my head. That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I I really was just like I don't care. I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. Mm -hmm. Literally turned in the last bit of the deliverable the day before my flight. Mm -hmm. We were working up until the end, and school had was over at this point. (laughs) It's just our project just. Got extended, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. So um, it was pushing myself. And I, looking back, I was just like, what were you doing? <laughs> You're just trying to do it all. You're old. You can't keep up with these youngins. No, like, it's just, not true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> wow, okay. So, yeah, so you were under a lot of pressure. Yeah. But you got it, everything done yeah. and got to go on your yes. trip.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I literally was packing the morning of the trip <laughs> and that again, not me. And this is like an international trip. I was gone for two weeks. Yeah. Like, Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, but I I've had fun because my whole intention for that trip was this is a gift to yourself. Mm-hmm. Granted this particular seminar, um, was about information in like sort of the business world and the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial world. Um, which was not a concentration of mine, but I was just like, you're going to learn so much. You might even look forward to the future and like, look for employers that you might be interested in or other areas that might interest you. And so I, I really sort of did it laid back and you could take the seminar for course credit as well. I think you could get three credits for it. Um, And this, again, was through UNC Chapel Hill's Library and Information Science Program. And um, I was just like, I'm not going to stress myself about this.
1: Mm -hmm. You've been through Uh, enough stress at that point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just there to learn and soak in two new cultures, basically. So, yeah.
1: I Uh, made it. (laughs) Yeah, you made it. And I'm glad that you you know, you were pushing, trying to get everything done. And as soon as that was over, you got to just go somewhere else and just enjoy this trip that you had arranged for yourself. So. Yes. Um, which yes. sounds like it was very much deserved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Man, okay, so. Oh, man. Oof. um, So you said you were really burnt out at that point.
0: Do you mm-hmm. feel like
1: the trip, Helped you feel more re- rejuvenated, or did it maybe extend your burnout in terms of everything that they had arranged <laughs> for you and scheduled for you? I don't know. <laughs> That's a very good
0: question <laughs> because your girl was tired, mm-hmm. but because I was in a new environment, it was very rejuvenating. So I was just trying to keep up and do as much as I could. Because a lot of times when I travel to brand new places, especially a place where I don't have a contact, I'm like, I may never come back here. So I'm going to do everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, So going in with that mindset and then traveling with younger kids. So like at the time I was in my 30s, Mm -hmm. the next age closest to my age was maybe 28. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of them were definitely like, 22 23 okay. and in between, you know? And they were from several different schools. So majority of them were from UNC's um LIS program. And then there was two from Simmons College's um LIS program. And then there was me from um U of I. And then we had a faculty member and the program coordinator basically. And she was around my age, or maybe a little younger. I don't know her age Mm. i can't say (laughs) but she was very she was amazing um but yeah keeping up with them because those kids could hang and your girl can't (laughs) (laughs) and so what they had planned for us berlin was jam-packed with activities meetings um presentations, visits, site visits, all these things. But then we also had a lot of like fun, like tours, and we had downtime to go traveling on our own and things like that. So, and we were like located very centrally to a lot of what we um, wanted. So UNC partnered with Humboldt university in Mm -hmm. um, Germany and their library program department basically. And so they were sort of our touchstone. But then they had a company called IES Abroad. Mm, Um, And they were the ones who sort of helped to book hotels and transportation and things like that for us and visas and all this other stuff. Um, So we went to the IES's office and, you know, with... Meet those staff members and they would take us out too and then the people from Humboldt were really nice and generous and they fed us <laughs> um, that <was> good. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so the IES office they had their own student workers and so there were two germ well actually there were three of them three of their German students were sort of our chaperones sometimes mm. you know they would take us around the city to like different Um, events and things like that as well as a group and so that was nice but it was a lot of walking Mm. a lot of walking man (laughs) (laughs) and I'm a walker I, I but I just was not prepared and I was trying to travel light as well like just carry my backpack like literally for two weeks, put everything on a backpack, mm-hmm. but I ended up with a backpack and a like a carry-on, a little carry-on bag. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't pack my like heavy-duty sneakers.
1: Oh, dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. And because this was more business related, <laughs> I was trying to dress professional. Ooh. So I had like flats that could have like an insert in them. Mm-hmm. For support but oh man those things got busted Dang. i end up buying shoes when we got to ireland i been, ended up like buying a pair of adidas um <laughs> adidas yeah just because my feet just couldn't take it i was it. about like...
1: to say i know your feet were probably
0: hurting so bad <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh yes oh. i had like a pair of like um ca- like canvas sneakers and those worked okay but literally we were we would meet at like nine or eight sometimes and we would get home until about six seven Mm. i say home where we were staying
1: right i understand
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was intense um just but it was a lovely way to see the city Mm -hmm. lovely and one of our perks one of our freebies was this walking graffiti tour Mm. of Berlin. And I think this tour technically goes for like either between an hour or two. Ours went for four.
1: Oh, wow. Because,
0: (laughs) because, (laughs) Because our tour guide, she loved us so much. Oh. And so she's just like, I'm going to take you to my favorite bar. I'm going to take you to our favorite this, you oh, know, awesome. and then oh, let's go here as well. And we were all very excited and happy. It wasn't until we, we stopped at the bar for that night. We were like, oh, it's night. <laughs> 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 and where are we? Yeah. We're nowhere near. <laughs> so We can't just walk home. You got to catch a taxi <laughs> or the it was I loved it and I also was giving it the side eye like somebody take me home now um, the youngins stayed at that amazing place but I said nope this is where I call it a night mm-hmm. and I got in a taxi we just headed back and I was horizontal f- until the next day
1: <laughs> had to rest those feet oh my gosh <laughs> No, But that's great that you had such a good time, you just lost track of time and forgot, didn't know where you <laughs> were, it just went on an adventure.
0: <laughs> I feel like I could give that tour now, like seriously. <laughs> I feel like I could go make some money and give that tour, mm. but I will cap it at the two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness!
1: Oh, right, wow. yeah, 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 okay. So you, so Berlin was was jam packed. Was was Dublin <laughs> the same way or
0: so not so much. Okay. Um, we had more downtime, more free time in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have the schedule. I found it just so I could remember. Mm-hmm. Um what all took place. In Ireland we went to Sage oh, Guinness Enterprise Center. Um, we got a presentation from the digital repository of Ireland, and then we saw we went to Trinity College mm. um, yeah. to their library program department and saw some really amazing presentations there and then we also so i I think it was at Trinity College they have um, I think it's IBM it's one of the big computer um, it companies mm-hmm. it's IBM they have what is called the insight center for data analytics. And so they're doing research and it's a really like big international thing. And we had a thing with them. So compared to Germany where we, and that was it for Ireland. Um, Oh, and Google. Mm. And we were also excited for Google <laughs> <laughs> and Google was the most disappointing. Thing. Oh, Yes. Seriously. Yeah. 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 I. I don't even remember what happened. Yeah, but it was just kind of underwhelming. Huh. Okay. Um, I think they just weren't expecting us, because the faculty member knew a few people at Google, and so he was the whole time saying, "Hey." we have this group here. It'd be amazing if the, you know, they're LIS students, you know, future employees, perhaps like, and he heard back, but somehow I don't think it was communicated to the people there. So the woman that they like had us tour, she was well-meaning, mm. but she, she was this, like, she like sat cross-legged on the ground. I was like, come on guys, let's sit in a circle. And like, And we were all like, we're grad students. We already know what we want to (laughs) do. We're just looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not here to sit around the campfire. Mm -hmm. So we didn't, like, get to see stuff or, like, you know, know what that particular one they're focused on or anything like we did at the other locations. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was that. Um, But But we had, like I said, the free time that we had was plentiful and so that allowed for a lot of exploring of Ireland you know Mm -hmm. Um, got to go out to the mountains and got to see the dark forest and which I'm not a Game of Thrones fan (laughs) I think it's called a dark forest but (laughs) (laughs) it's the famous shots in Game of Thrones where the trees are canopying the road Hmm. and we got to go through the Giants Causeway and just beautiful beautiful. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I didn't do a lot of solo adventuring. I just like you would book tours and just say, like, we're going to take the bus out to this location, that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, yeah. But it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Getting to like, hear what the startups are around the world, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, finding out that Ireland was such a big hub for sort of the European startup scene, Um, and then coming back and then seeing some of that stuff here in the US, (laughs) we are like, I know what that is, and we'd like send each other like little articles and stuff like that, and um, oh, and then I got to go to the library, the famous library there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like you know places that you've seen in movies and things right. like that that you're just so I don't know I just found it amazing and got to see the um, Book of Kells exhibit and it's just super crowded but I just like touring um, Trinity College Library and kind of lazing about the the town and yeah. stuff like that so yeah it was a good relaxing trip for me while also learning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> In this lovely structured way where I did not have to exert energy I didn't have.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good though. That's good. Um you were able yeah. to it's not exactly like you were on vacation, but yeah. like you said, it it was a lot less stressful than if you were, say, taking it for credit or something like that.
0: So For sure. Yeah. For Yeah, I think one of the girls on the trip, she had graduated that May, and so she was like, "No, this is my definitely a gift to myself," Mm -hmm. you know. And me, I had one more semester, so I finished in um, December instead of graduating in May on time. So it was good. It was just it gave me the nice little extra push to continue
1: Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So okay, you you mentioned how. This program or this seminar was about. Did you say LIS? Is that the acronym for it? LIS. Yes. LIS? Yeah,
0: Library information yes. science. I, I can read you their full description. The program is focused <laughs> yeah. on the ways information gathering, dissemination, privacy, and security affects business. Oh wow! By participating in business visits, students will closely examine the juxtaposition between multinational tech companies. And the entrepreneurial startup scene the mm-hmm. program provides ample time for networking and serves as an excellent um avenue for career exploration yeah um yeah, and then students who are you know are interested can take it for three academic credit and i think um that you had to i think they had to do it like submit a fourteen page paper mm. on a topic of their choosing that okay. related to something that we um did yeah. um, during the two weeks. So, okay. Yeah.
1: But you yeah. mentioned mm-hmm. how um that, like, the business or entrepreneurial side of it was not like mm-hmm. your specialty in terms of mm-hmm. what you had studied uh, up to that point in, in that field, mm-hmm. like your experience and your studies up to that point. Mm-hmm. So, I'm wondering if there's anything that, in relation to like how LIS connects to business mm-hmm. and entre- entrepreneurship, that stuck out to you personally during that time? Anything that you learned that was really fascinating or impactful?
0: Yeah. So, um, I had taken, so I'd taken a total of three consulting class Mm -hmm. classes and those were more geared towards this type of things Mm, because the asks from the, yeah, the asks from the, um, customer or the business that we were partnered with, we were assigned to for those classes for our consulting Projects were businesses that need like I, we had to sign NDAs. Oh, it's <laughs> so okay. Yeah, I don't you know have if to this get t- into <laughs> specific. Yeah, I don't remember if. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I just I literally, I literally was about to tell you who we worked with, and I was just like, "Oh, I, sh- I shouldn't be doing that." Yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't have to say, <laughs> but they were like. <laughs> And they weren't all IT companies that, you know, so the three different classes were not all I, my groups didn't all work with IT companies. Mm. One of the first ones was an IT company. The third one, the last one um, was not. And so they had a really awesome ask that was going to be very local to the champagne urbana area Mm -hmm. and even it had an even closer tie to the college as well so coming up with these things doing the research and then providing them the deliverable that was real life Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know was a great sort of transition for me to see how you know what other things these companies are working on or Mm -hmm. need um and how me someone who's coming from the public library world could sort of transition into this. Um, so it was a sort of a perfect, <laughs> <laughs> perfect you know, sort of combination. And that's not so much the entrepreneurial. Um, one of our projects did center specifically on it startups. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool to see, but it wasn't, it wasn't in that region of the world. But yeah, I knew enough from doing that massive project about startups and the life cycle and all of that. So when we went to um, the Microsoft Accelerator and Deutsche Bank Accelerator, like I knew what was happening, you know, and was able to ask questions and stay abreast of. And so around that time, this was 2017. So around that time, fintech was the big thing, Hmm. financial technologies, you know, And we're all using financial technologies, you know, you can send money very easily on your phone and all these other things. And so those accelerators were looking for people to do those things for them and bring Deutsche Bank is such an institution. You know, they were looking to be more, you know, more current in the technology side of things. Mm -hmm. So, Plus, their office was in a very, very cool area of <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> um, if anyone's going to Berlin, go to the... Um, I think it's called Hakesha Market area.
1: Hmm.
0: Just search for the, the courtyard area. It's just these interlocking courtyards, hmm. but you don't see it from the main street. Um, so once we are in the building... And we were just kind of hanging around looking out. I was like, oh, there's a restaurant down in the back of this. And then the guy was just like, oh, this is the um, blah, blah, blah area. And we were like, oh, cool. He was like, you could go have lunch down there if you want to or if you have time. And mm-hmm. we are like, oh, we have to get on the train to go to our next appointment or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, then we were like, oh, we'll come back tonight because their office, we could walk from where we were staying to it. And then once we did that, we were like, oh, there's a whole art collective in one of these courtyards. And this is where the girl who gave us the art tour, the graffiti tour, was like, this is Artist Alley,
1: hmm. in
0: Berlin. And it has all these sig- huge, huge historical significance, too. Like one of the guys in one of the shops, he, during World War Two, he employed people of different, you know, abilities so they will not be sent to the gas chambers.
1: Oh my goodness. Wow.
0: Yeah, like he was just like, oh, I'm making they're making mops and brooms or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember specifically, but like he, there's a plaque with his name on the in the cobblestones, you know. It's so much interesting thing and then there's now modern day artists have taken over this area and beautiful we went to this very interesting show called um it's basically called monster cabinet I think is the name okay but the, the artist collective that puts it on is called death chickens or something like that and we got to meet the guy who makes these little mo- um, robotic monsters mm-hmm. and you know it's a like nice little fun house that we would have here in the states at like fairs mm-hmm. uh, but it's so much cooler because it's not things like necessarily going colorful and stuff, it's just yeah, mm. very cool. Um, so we got to meet him, and but yeah, it, it definitely definitely saw some very cool things being developed in the world, yeah, um, and real life things, you know. I think, oh, it's funny <laughs> because now this technology would be very you know, well adapted for the current times. It was basically a virtual, not virtual restaurant, but like a restaurant where you go, everything is done by mobile app. Um, You just sort of reserve online. You go in and your food will be in a sort of this glass cabinet and Mm -hmm. you just scan your app and the door opens, you grab it. You know, you go sit down or take it away or what have you. Mm. Um, yeah. And okay. then they have this yeah, very, very cool table that it's like those um, 3D interactive, like um, it's literally, it's just a computer in a table form. Mm. So okay. the surface of it is just the screen. And however, it was programmed to what is the word I'm looking for? It, yeah, as you can tell, it's been a while. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it, it basically takes information. So like if you're say you're looking up hot dogs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it will gather anything hot dog related and synthesize it and get output on the screen. So it will synthesize it into new information or new ideas for you. Hmm. So it's a great sort of ideation tool for companies, people, artists, whom have you. So it'll p- put all this information on screen in a very cool way, kind of like you would see in the movies. And you're like, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know how you see, like, in Mission Impossible, they're, like, grabbing things from here and grabbing things. And it just, like, comes mm-hmm. together and- it's basically that, but like in a table form, and then it'll show you what the connections, how they got to the connections. Mm. So the lines will sort of show you, and it's wonderful. Wow. They were delightful. We got to play. We got to, you know, they let us do silly things with it, you know, and yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And wow. I'm, I know that table exists in other companies because I've seen other versions of it, mm-hmm. specifically when it comes to. Um, maps and topography and things like that i've seen that version of it where the the landscape becomes 3d and you could kind of see the whole thing but this one was next level you know i don't think it'll be in your you know our little hands (laughs) because it's very expensive yeah (laughs) <laughs> but I'm sure a version of it will, or the, you know, the program that synthesizes the information, I'm sure is going to be out there. And then I'll be like, hey, and I have video of it. And I know those guys. <laughs> I met those people. And yeah, that's the thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're like ahead of the curve <laughs> in terms of knowing about all this tech that... <laughs> most people well, don't know
0: guess, about yet <laughs> yeah some of it is out there already yeah. some of it is out there already in some form or another um the one in Ireland was for transportation you know and it was a car and other things and it did something very cool mm. <laughs> that it answers it answers a need you know mm. um that yeah. was the other thing too that I really liked about this is like We've seen the advent of technology take off and people are making things just to, because they're making them. Mm-hmm. But the product itself, it's like, I'm, I don't need to use that. I don't need that. Mm. But maybe the program that they used can be used in conjunction with something else to create something that people actually need. Yeah. And that's all going on in the background and things like that too. So I was I was just happy to see that these people are putting a lot of work into things to s- help solve world problems. Right. You know, right. or preserve it in some way or you know, preserve culture and things like that. So, mm. yeah.
1: Yeah, not just pushing the limits of what they can do, but also adapting it so it can like you said help people or be of use in some way
0: yeah for sure for sure yeah
1: yeah yeah you mentioned that this was your first time in europe right yes Uh, yes
0: this was my first european trip yeah
1: so i'm wondering if you had any like expectations of how you thought europe might be and if if your experience surpassed that or was completely different from what you thought being in
0: europe might be like so you remember how I said I was burnt out? Yeah, like yes. my brain was shut up. I don't know if you've ever been <laughs> burnt out before. I've been there. Yes. Um, your brain, yeah, your brain higher functions do executive functions do not mm-hmm. do not exist when you're burnt out. And so, I looking back, this is why this is maybe the fifth time I'm going through this experience because every time I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That is cool. Mm -hmm. That is amazing. So getting to relive it in this, that experience in sort of in the retelling of it, the looking at pictures helps me to sort of, solidify the experience for myself because mm-hmm. during those two weeks I was just living it I was yeah. so present I couldn't be anxious about do I have enough you know did I exchange enough money yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> what presents am I gonna get you know for people should I even get presents what part of the city were like it just was not there for me mm-hmm. I was I only had enough energy to wake up make sure I ate something mm-hmm. and deal with what was present. Yeah. Um, so I sent you the links to my two <laughs> albums. Yeah, <laughs> it's A lot of photos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's one way I'm able to sort of remember and really say, oh yeah, I did that. I experienced it. It wasn't just this dream <laughs> that it seemed like. Yeah. <laughs> <at the time. laughs> But I do know, I mm-hmm. do know, like, so Germany was never um, on my list. It wasn't in a, I don't, I don't think it was in a top 10 of places mm-hmm. I wanted to go. But Berlin, I would move back in a heartbeat. Mm. And like every German person kept telling us, Berlin is the exception to Germany. Berlin is the New York of Germany, mm. it is the exception. Because everywhere in Germany, everywhere else, is very much the German that's portrayed in (laughs) movies and (laughs) things like that. It's more button up. They're, you know, more... I don't even know what the word is. Um, Hmm. They're more German.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are they more like... um... See, now I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for. Yeah, but uh,
0: you, you know, but you know what I'm talking about. Like very, like no nonsense type thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a very, a very, um, <laughs> stiff, very by the rules. Yeah, like even um, one of the lecturers, um, he is actually a professor at Stanford, but he is from Belgium, and he was saying he's just like when I go visit so-and-so in Frankfurt, he's like, I cannot jaywalk because someone would let me know. He's mm. like, if I'm on the path with my dog or my kid or whomever, and I accidentally walk on the wrong side, even if it's just the moment, people will stare at me. Mm-hmm. And, wow. you know, or say that sort of thing. But Berlin is more um, diverse in that a lot of, you know, not only Europeans, Africans, uh, Middle Easterns, Americans, that's where they end up mm-hmm. um, when they're coming to start a business or work or, you know, um, or live life, you know, and it's more to that sort of a little Western sensibility and that's where a lot of the culture is and that's where you're going to see the fusion of you know different cultures and things like that and mm. the street art i don't think you'll see a, a, a speck of graffiti <laughs> you know in <laughs> the other places mm. um it was very unique and i'm really glad and we, we we saw we saw this because one of the outings was to sansuchi castle palace and it was in Potsdam, and we went to Potsdam and It's beautiful, but it was very quiet
1: mm.
0: very quiet and even though we were a group of i think twelve in total we we weren't allowed Americans, like there was people out in one of the squares, a lot of people, but it was not very loud mm-hmm. but in Berlin any of the popular squares you go to, you're going to hear the hustle and bustle, not only right. of the um, vehicles, but folks talking, chatting, music maybe, that sort of thing.
1: Okay. I don't
0: know. I, I was not expecting that, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think I was expecting yeah. that for Berlin. But I don't think I held anything. I was just too tired to even conjure up.
1: <laughs> right, right. The burnout, yeah. plus the relatively short period of time meant that you were just, like mm-hmm. you said, really in the, in the present, uh, exactly. everything that was happening. So,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: And Ireland. And okay. So I, as a kid growing up, I, I was a huge Anglophile, huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Guyana is a former, you know, Commonwealth country. Yeah. We are very young country as well. So meaning we didn't become independent, you know, that long ago Mm. from England. So I grew up drinking tea and, (laughs) you know, having some of these very infused British things in my life. And just my just for my family as well, too. My again, growing up with my grandparents, my um, grandma was very into manners and sort of proper and etiquette and things like that. And so I kind of stuck out of like a sore thumb when I <laughs> moved to the U.S. as a kid. Um,
1: <laughs> being
0: so polite and drinking tea and like watching, are you being served <laughs> and things like that. And, um, I am an old person. I am a senior citizen at heart. Um, <laughs> Oh, um, well, you're not there and, yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm ready to embrace it. I never <laughs> shied away from it, but I'm very much ready to embrace it. Um, I, I, I but, <laughs> anywho, so, and then I found out like my grandmother had hosted, like when, when my dad was younger and his siblings, they hosted a, um, a student from England. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of my relatives are in England and they would come back to Guyana in the summer, you know. Um, and just their accents and everything. I was just, that's all I knew. Besides um, New York and England, those were the, that was the world outside of Guyana, you know, as a young kid growing up. Yeah. So I had always wanted to go to England. Always, always, always. Mm-hmm. One of my coworkers at the library, she's English and she's a dear sweet close friend of mine. She's English and she would go back practically every year. And so she'd be like, you have to come. I've met her family, all this thing." So England was it for me. And then I didn't choose the England sem- seminar. Yeah. Because I wanted a two-for-one deal. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, well, Ireland is close enough. And I could, at the end of my trip, I could even go to England. So I didn't really have any preconceptions. But I, I didn't love Ireland when I got there. Hmm. I didn't. <laughs> Why is that? It was cold. Oh. <laughs> it was cold. It was okay. So it was very odd. We were in this was in May, end of May, May 20th to like July something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. No, June. Sorry, June something. I don't remember. But we were in Berlin. It was like 80, 80 degrees days. And everyone's like, Oh, we're having a warm summer. We're like, This is great. <laughs> we get to Ireland. And it's like 50s and 60s, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> and then the rain and the rain. And I don't know. You've probably have, because I've listened to this podcast. You've gone to Paris, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they have some of the same sort of stone structures. Mm-hmm. That stone holds a cold like no other. <laughs> And like, you could feel it in your bones when it's cold, as opposed to like, oh, a nice flurry, you know, weather here yeah. of snow. Like, I was just like, I'm ready to like stay indoors forever. Mm. And I like had like um, zip ups and things like that because I kind of get cold easily. And so for the flight in the airport and stuff like that, but it was, I, I just couldn't shake it. And I, you know, other people are like, oh, my gosh, you're so cold. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, well, finally, I'm not the only one complaining about <laughs> cold. Um, and then because we would walk a lot of places, you get hot. So you're like constantly
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> hot and then cold and then hot exactly. and then cold again.
0: <laughs> and, yeah. And I really was not expecting the, um, the quickness of how the weather changed there. Mm -hmm. I knew there was rain and it would come. Um, So when I went to um, Australia, I went to Melbourne and they were joking in Melbourne about the weather. They're like, if it's too sunny, wait a second, basically. And then clouds will come, you'll get a rain, clouds will gone, you know, would go, you're sunny again. And it was kind of like that in Ireland. And I was not expecting that. Mm. I thought like there'd be consistent overcast, you know, and there were days where it was more overcast than not. Um, but then there were days where we were literally walking and we we're like, yes, it's a beautiful day. And by time we got halfway down the block, <laughs> it had changed. Dang. But once I, we got out of the city for our like excursions and things, I was like this, I can do mm-hmm. this i can do so and the super small streets and things like that and how everything is so close together um just i don't know the contrast from berlin and and dublin were just i don't know it hit me differently so mm-hmm. but i would go back i i enjoyed it the people i with definitely made the experience you know got my mind off of the weather yeah <laughs>
1: You mentioned feeling like you couldn't really keep up, you couldn't hang with the other students because you were <laughs> yeah. older than most of them. But do you feel like you know you still got got along pretty well and or I don't know if you oh. even made close friends during that time or
0: So I there was another um black girl on the trip. Mm. And she, I I told her about this podcast and I was just like, you need to be interviewed because she's done more. She's actually even worked in China, I think. Oh Um, yeah. And so the people were very worldly on the trip, um, but there were a lot of boys, young boys (laughs) and I I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to be a problem. I just already know it. But they were very sweet. They kept their shenanigans themselves. I only heard about 2% of their, their shenanigans. <laughs> you know, so I was just like, you all responsible little rascals. I like it. <laughs> Do it over there. I don't need to know it. Don't let it affect Keep me. Keep it away from me. My <laughs> Thank you. And my experience. Like, don't let it sour my experience, basically. And they did just that. They knew what they were there for, and they did it. Mm-hmm outside of you know some of the girls didn't mention they're like the boys don't invite us when they go out and do whatever and uh, <laughs> and i was just like this is true they have not invited us <laughs> but i what am i gonna do i don't i didn't care that much right right you know one of the guys um he hung out more with myself and the um other black girl and he was sweet. And we, we went to um beer garden one night really late. And um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But during the day, I think it's because I was so tired. There was one particular attend, like two particular attendants, you know, members of our group that did a few things that irked my soul. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And... I had to remind myself, like they're here for a different purpose, right? Okay. Or you can't change people, mm-hmm. you know. I just would keep quiet. But one day we were out having fun at this big shopping center called Kadea Away. Um, that's the nickname. I don't know the full German thing. Look it up; it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we were riding the elevator, and one of the, she kept saying stuff like, like. So I know people look through the lens that they know, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of our sessions, you know, lectures, what have you, you know, we'd have discussions and this particular person was wanting, I just, people would groan when they started talking, let's oh. just say. And, <laughs> yeah. And it was just, that's how they learn, you know? That's how they learn. And I have to be respectful of that and everything. But I was just like, we're out and about enjoying ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why are you bringing racial politics into this? Mm -hmm. Yes. This country is not perfect and we know their history and they do things very differently here. But like, that same um, fight and whatnot does not apply necessarily in the way you're, you know, sort of, and I just, it just, I get it. You, you know, a lot, you're fighting for justice and all this, and and this was not a person of color. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like leery of folks that are not people of color who don't know the way we know. Mm -hmm. And the way, but then I like, I asked later on, and they weren't studying this. So, there's this field of information science where some, you know, people are looking into the um, discrimination in technology yeah, and the bias, biases yeah. and things like that. Exactly. But, like, this person wasn't studying that. That wasn't their focus or anything. But, like, it kept coming up. And I was just like, cool. Like, the first couple times, you know, it was very appropriate and whatnot in the piece of technology we were discussing and everything like that. But because it came, became the sort of the theme in every instance, every conversation, I was just like, Oh my God. (laughs) That's be really annoying. (laughs) I said, we're in a shopping center. Yes. I'm clocking the folks of color in this very little white country. I understand and I know where I am but like I said I think also this person they just also need to talk out ideas in their head mm. like that's just part of their learning um, observing what have you um, but like I said I was tired and I was going to a <laughs> shopping mall to stuff my things and people watch So that person
1: was doing too much for you. And it sounds like for it, it, other people too, It's <laughs> doing too much.
0: <laughs> it felt like that. It felt like that. And every time I recount this and, you know, and I was just like, I guess, you know, you do you. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I'm, I'm being affected, you know, and it's just perspective, I yeah. guess. It's really about perspective and all of that good stuff. But yeah, that was the one moment where I was just like, and come again <laughs> like like i have to say something like i i remember biting my tongue the whole time and just being like let it go yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. day there's a huge soccer match that the boys went to this whole city is buzzing like so much so the um train door would open and folks are singing at the top of their lungs oh, that's amazing. Closed, <laughs> you know and, or the um the boats in the you know the river or folks are just singing and you know it, it was that kind of day but other than that like i said i was there for a different right. reason and i think whenever you put strangers together there's gonna be some air of course but we end up having fun anyway it was all good and it was all yeah. good, but it was just one of those things where I, I kind of noticed. And then there was the extreme where there was a lack of consideration <laughs> <laughs> on a lot of people's parts oh, man. as well. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, girl. Yes, you just yeah. focused
1: on well, what you were there for and kind of shut everything else this out. Life,
0: this yep. Yeah. It's, it's good because I wasn't there to change folks' minds. I wasn't there to start a revolution. I I just... A present to myself. <laughs> so, yeah. Each and folks travel differently. They do, yes. You know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to be respectful. of.
1: Them. Mm-hmm. So you feel like overall you yeah. got what you were um, hoping to get out of it in terms of like... A gift to yourself and a break from all the everything you had just finished up and learning something but still enjoying yourself you feel like you got what you wanted out of it
0: for sure (laughs) for sure and i like i now know like no tangible because a lot of times when you're studying in school or i don't know in grad school especially when you're not specializing in a particular area um I'm just taking in information, you know, I may not do anything with it now, but, you know, I know enough to be like, okay, and I I love research, so I'll go look into it. So I now know more about um, that field and the positions that I qualify for and companies Mm -hmm. and how they operate, because part of the time when we were meet companies you know we we talked to them sort of like we're interviewing them mm-hmm. as well you know like what's the culture like here and what are you doing to address this and uh, things like that so yeah that was that was good that was good to sort of get the real life involvement without to me i looked at it as low stakes right. you know I, I'm more equipped now if I do. And I follow some of these companies still, you know, um, follow them and see the things that they're doing and whatnot. And a lot of them have surprisingly, you know, um, American offices as well. So yeah, I took notes, which kind of surprised <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I think by the second day when I was just like, oh, they're, they're taking notes. I'm the only one not taking notes. <laughs> I was like oh yeah i should but you know just interesting tidbits you know things to follow up on later on you know or if i had a question that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so um it was good it was good low stakes
1: is yeah low stakes can be surprisingly beneficial more beneficial than people think i think that's a word i was searching for when you were talking earlier about um how you started getting into travel how you started going here and there within the States and then you went to Canada Mm -hmm. and then you went to other places. Like you had all these low stakes experiences that helped build you up to be able to do other things, you know?
0: Exactly. I also look at it as like, okay, when I was younger, it was someone else planning and doing for me. I was just following. I was just along for the ride, you know? And so... I think the big part of the quote unquote revelation of, Oh, I like to travel and I want to do it more is like, Oh, I have to take control Mm -hmm. of that. I have to facilitate the adventure or the what Mm -hmm. have you. So, um, so yeah, kind of taking control of that and planning and all of that. Just, it speaks to me on a level, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and I have not done a big group thing like this. Um, I lie. When I was in Australia, I did get a Groupon to do um, the Great Ocean Road tour, but I was by myself and I just like met American students that were there studying that had gone away for the weekend mm-hmm. on this tour. And so we kind of stuck together. There was like four American students and one German kid. They were all at the same mm-hmm. school. And so I had, when I was in Berlin, I reached out to that kid. and I was just like, hey, I'm in Berlin. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing an internship in Berlin. But this weekend I decided to come home <laughs> <laughs> to spend some time with my family and work on this project. Oh. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what? and it was like four hours away so there was like no me like saying oh let's meet up and you know that sort of thing so um Mm -hmm. but yeah he told me some great places to go visit and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that was nice and very sweet and even now um in college i did the caribbean students association and that became a thing on my list like i want to visit all the Mm -hmm. islands you know now And I know people there, you know, um, I have some friends from India and so I'm just like India's on the list, you know, and, um, friend from Dubai and, you know, um, these amazing places. So I'm just like, okay, I have connections in places too that I Mm -hmm. can go and enjoy myself. And, but yeah, it's just starting out with, with, with what you're comfortable with, you know? I had big plans for last uh, year
1: and this I'm year. I'm sure you did. I, a lot of people did. <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to talk about it's it. It's okay. We don't have to talk about we're it. We're
0: not going to talk about um, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you, um, you, you kind of already answered one of my next questions. I had was which was like other places you'd like to go. But I know you also. I think in one of your messages, you said something about maybe wanting to work overseas. So I don't know if there's any yeah. where specific that you could... I mean, you mentioned Berlin you would go back to, but is there anywhere else you think you could see yourself mm-hmm. like living in, yeah. living and working in?
0: So after that trip, I was just like, oh, for sure Berlin. And I could do Ireland. I could do Ireland. Um, but the right, pandemic has just It's hard to make of, plans. <laughs> it, it, not, yeah. not, it's not even about making plans, but just sort of reminding me or helping mm-hmm. me reevaluate what it is that I yeah. would want from that. So, um my dad had big plans for all his kids to go mm-hmm. to school in Canada. I think it was like McGill University or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that different? in Montreal? Yeah. And so he was upset with me when I studied <laughs> Spanish for all four years. <laughs> high school and it's like none of my kids are taking french you could be in canada right now going to school and i'm like you only took us to canada once what made you think (laughs) we were but i'm just like you should have communicated this better you know um but i would i would go to canada i would go to get canada for sure i was thinking of australia simply because my friends are there and i had been there before um I don't know. I think Canada is more in alignment with what I'm looking for for Mm -hmm. life all around because the realities are like these places have their own problems as well, you know? And so when I was younger and I was just like, Oh, I could travel for work or, you know, go work overseas. It was like, it was more of an escapism sort of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and very adventurous and, uh, that but the reality is just like some places are harder to live and exist in and it's not all glamorous <laughs> you know um so it it'll have to be i I'd have to be very careful okay. when when i choose but canada i think would be hands down i could do that in a heartbeat cuz i feel like i'd have a support mm-hmm. system there already i've literally just did a move to Going on two years ago, actually in 2019, to a different state after living in Illinois for so long. And I literally only knew one person out here. And so, yeah, I moved to, for work, and then there were some huge life events. Um, and it just, the timing of it was just so odd. Um, yeah. I'm doing okay now. It's just, and I was doing okay then. It was just the headspace was mm. just not there.
1: And then the yeah. pandemic
0: hit. <laughs> just I was just like, <laughs> well, I think I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I even looked into, you know, um, the nomad working lifestyle. I was so deep into traveling and getting out of this country and doing something mm-hmm. that excited me me, you know. And it seemed like every time I would get into like a new idea like teaching abroad or anything like that, like someone I know was like I'm going to mm. do it and they did it, you know? And I'm like, well, it clearly wasn't something that spoke to me enough that I did because I've done all the mm. things that I've wanted to do as well. So, I may still I I know some librarians who um work at international mm, yeah. schools and so yeah i don't know i don't know it'll have to be i don't know that's okay i I don't know anymore yeah i I don't know anymore but my dad and i we were talking and i was like why did you just keep your canadian (laughs) residency stuff up and he's just like yeah he's like i moved here (laughs) i started a family (laughs) but i really liked canada i like toronto a lot um it, it was just enough difference yeah. to keep me interested. And okay. yeah, yes. so.
1: So it remains to be I seen, which is totally fine given the current circumstances.
0: I stopped making yeah. plans. I stopped making plans. I think yeah. that's what this overall thing is. I just stopped making plans. Because... Understandable.
1: <laughs> um, I meant to ask yeah. earlier um, mm-hmm. just because I was curious. Before the pandemic kind of wrecked everything, but before that, like, were you um, (laughs) going back to Guyana frequently or like, was that a regular thing you would do or?
0: No. mm -mm. So in Guyana, I still have my, like a large family and um, my, some of my siblings are there and my two nieces and cousins and so on and so forth. Um, But it's expensive. You know, Mm -hmm. I did go back to Guyana once. Um, right after I graduated high school, one of my close friends, her grandmother was visiting the U.S. And um, her family agreed to have mm. send her back to Guyana because she came around the same time as I did and hadn't gone back. And she also has siblings there and all this other stuff. And so they agreed to have her accompany her grandma back. And I was like, I'm going to go too. So Mm -hmm. I like, I went with the three of them, the two of them and for two weeks as well. And I really liked it. But my sisters have all, not all of them, two of the three have come to the U.S. And so I was just like, well, they're all could come here. And I, you know, my mom is now here in the U.S. And I was just like, (laughs) y'all come here. (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. Um, but i but i realized i uh-huh. haven't met my nieces so i knew within the next 5 years mm-hmm. i wanted to be back in guyana you know um whether it's just for a, a quick visit or what have you but um it's uh, it's now moved up the list of places to go once it's uh-huh. safe to do so that sort of thing um for everyone yeah. and i could afford it okay. um as well so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i I think we just got another airline contracted there, and the country is going to change drastically. I think, and has changed since I've been there in 2004. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what's developed, and then I follow the tourism, you know, page um, for Guyana and I'm like oh we have that there we have that there. And I'm Oh, So it's it's going to be difficult And I need to sort of set a good intention When I go or mm-hmm. frame it For myself because Before I was going I'm yeah. going to spend time With family you know my loved ones And now I'm seeing all this I'm like No I, I want to be there as a tourist <laughs> I don't want to just go hang out in someone's House and visit you know relative, mm-hmm. Like literally that could be your whole trip You know um, it's just going to And there's nothing wrong with that You want to explore yeah exactly i want to see the country the country that they live in that they don't know that much about either you know it's moved up the list it's moved up the list um okay yeah so about the (laughs) the you know the two-week
1: seminar you did i'm wondering if you have any tips for uh, someone who's interested in doing that same program or maybe similar in like different locations any tips for being able to afford that seminar anything specific you did
0: so for my first year um, I for my first year of grad school mm. I took out some loans and then my employer oh, okay. paid for my second year well I could have waited yeah I could have waited to have my employer pay for all of them but I would have had to wait a whole mm. calendar year and so I was just like, no, I, I think if I wait another year of not doing <laughs> school, I'm not going to do it. You know, I might yeah. change my mind and do something else or who knows what yeah. could happen within that year. So I'm like, I want to start as soon as I can. Um, and so I took out the loans for that first year. You know, you return the money you don't use. And I did return a lot of them, but I I just held back because I wasn't sure that my employer could mm follow through <laughs> with this I was just like knowing my luck something may change you know they may get rid of the program who knows so I was just like let me hold on to some of this money and I use that for the trip um instead of taking yeah. it out of my savings directly but I again I just was too busy to even go looking for you know scholarships or anything like that and I kick myself every time I listen to an episode of yours when I'm hearing everyone's just like, Oh, I only got $500 here. And Squeeze and excuse me. Excuse me. But I, your girl knows how to yeah. travel on a budget. So you made it, work. it, you know, besides the cost. Yeah. Because, and they provided a lot of meals for us and everything. So I did not have to, even though I love to eat, <laughs> I didn't do the whole must try that restaurant, must try, you know, that mm-hmm. I didn't do that on this trip. Um, I sort of pared down okay. my spending as well, but I used the financial aid um, to pay for the bulk of that trip. Yeah. And I got like a cheap flight and, you know, I I spent 24 hours in Copenhagen before the program started. And so I literally, I think my um, hotel room mm, was like $25. Okay. Um, Not bad. Exactly. And then everything. So squeezing <laughs> a stopover if you can. <laughs> it's a nice way to hit more than one place. But um, I would say see what your school can offer and look into this. I, it's something I wish I'd done, but it's yeah. over with. I know now for future um, and then, you know, people are giving away scholarships just to help people travel as well, you know, independent um, and private scholarships. So just do some research, ask around um, your site, I think provides such oh, thank a great you. <laughs> resource. And I wish I wish I had, you know, it was around when I was looking, but um, mm-hmm. it was happened for a reason. Yeah. I live and I learn. And um, UNC had mm, its own okay. scholarship too. Yeah, because I think some of the students, either one or two of them, had got this scho- was awarded that scholarship to be on the trip. So yeah. there, there are ways to do it, you know, and ask people for help. I was a grown adult on my own. I wasn't going to turn around and be like, oh, you never paid for me to go to <laughs> Spain in high school. How could you pay Hmm. oh no 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 um like I said I this was intentional you know I had budgeted for this and I was using my miles Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff to you know keep costs low for me um as well so
1: Yeah, yeah no those are all I mean that's fair and and those are good suggestions that you offered as well um do you have I guess any general tips or like significant takeaways from from that trip that you can think of that you'd like to share?
0: Yeah. So I general tips. Um, I had created a lib guide as a project in grad school, traveling with your um, MLIS degree mm. for and I'm speaking to the. Library and information nerds okay. out there. If you're going to, and you, you want to, you could definitely do, especially on the information science mm-hmm. side. I found there was even a volunteer program called Librarians Without Borders oh. that do volunteer work in, um, I think it was Kenya at the mm-hmm. time, and then Guatemala. And so I was like, Guatemala for sure. And I think you could do it over spring break. I think the one in Kenya, if that's the correct country might be during the summer. So I'm going to do that one, you know, um, Oscar Isaac is from Guatemala, um, (laughs) and he is everything to me right now. (laughs) And I need to re up my four years Mm -hmm. of Spanish anyway, they are those programs that exist. You may have to think a little outside the box to fit it in. but. I created a whole lib guide that had about six or seven pages of ways you could travel with this degree. And there are actual books mm-hmm. out there called traveling with, you know, or the traveling librarian, their blogs and stuff like that. They're cruise ship librarians. Mm, yeah. Okay. So they're, they're not right now. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I <never> know. <laughs> <laughs> have to include that caveat yeah <laughs> I, I don't know about right now this in these here Corona times but the job does exist <laughs> um, and then you could um also like I said the 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 conferences there's a mm-hmm. lot of information conferences around the world that you can do this through and a lot of the schools who actually have built-in, travel abroad programs in the LIS field, they do either a semester or so, and you could reach out to that school um, because a lot of them, they'll say for informational professionals, Mm -hmm. not just students. So, and then your own community organizations, you know, Rotary and sister cities and things like that. So there are ways to do it. And then there's always the job aspect, like travel with your job um, as well. So, There's a way to pair the two. You're going to just have to do a little more work to -hmm. find it. And so that's just for my LIS folks. Um, Advice, generally, just traveling. Everyone's relationship with information is very Mm -hmm. different. They have their own relationship with information. I'm more information seeking information gathering type of person is just within who I am as a person. So do some research, man. I am part of a few travel groups and i react viscerally whenever there's a post like, Hey, plane just landed in, uh, wherever, what, what should I do Mm. or what's a good place? And I'm like, you, you book a whole plane ride <laughs> and you spent your own dollars and got someplace and now is asking like where to stay. And yeah. I mean, some booked. people like
1: to decide once they get there. I'm not one Thank of those people, you. but and, and, I mean, and some people like to
0: wait. I am not either. Like, <laughs> yes, this is why I said everyone's <laughs> relationship with information is yeah. very different. And I, have, I have come to respect mm-hmm. these people. I am in awe of them. Um, so just to start out, just do the enough research so you don't get arrested. Mm, yes. Basic. <laughs> that's the that's that's <laughs> least you can do. <laughs> While you're sitting at the airport or even on the plane, pull up what the government is saying, what the U.S. government is saying about that country and what that country is saying about itself. Like just, Just do that much and have fun. You know, it's not your home country be respectful and enjoy yourself there's so much to learn from everyone i am more very much into sort of like doing things like Mm. a local you know so i will go into the grocery store like when i went (laughs) when i went to australia i was obsessed with aldi like i was just like (laughs) i'm going into aldi like anytime i saw the aldi on the tram i'd be like okay i gotta clock Mm. that one you know and in Germany, hello, home of Aldi, I we couldn't. We kept passing it. And we were just like, oh, but we went into a little when we were in um, Ireland, you know. And the grocery store just to, like, get deodorant and shampoo and, you know, toothpaste and just stuff like that. And one of my favorite washcloths is mm, from
1: Germany. Interesting.
0: <laughs> you know, Um yeah, so I I just kinda like going through and seeing, you know, um what's there and how people are living and if the cashier or whoever chats you up or what have you, I'm like, do you have a recommendation? That sort of thing. Um, and everyone that I met on all my travels have given me really good recommendations. Um don't don't be afraid, they're human as well. But know also kinda know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get mad if they're looking at you kind of weird. <laughs> Don't get mad. Don't call, you know, like, just okay, that's not the person's gonna give me the mm-hmm. recommendation. Move on. Yeah, you know, and the people, the staff where you're working too. Um. So, oh, and blogs and YouTube, like, that's one of my favorite past past times is just I in college. I knew I wasn't gonna travel as an undergrad so I was reading a lot of like travel mm. blogs like black women living abroad um, there was a blog called black and abroad and um, Lori Tharps is you Senator, know um, yeah. <laughs> yes American melting yeah. pot man that got me through college that got me through college the, the you know the height of the block scene <laughs> and um, there was this guy who worked for the government brother code and he'd like say i'm in so and so this year you know this month and you gotta try this and just it was a great way to live vicariously Mm -hmm. until i was able to do so um and now that youtube is a big thing and ig it's like the wealth of information out there but always kind of like fact Mm -hmm. check some folks (laughs) um so yeah i i those are things and like use whatsapp like Everybody else in the world is using it. <laughs> it's You don't have to spend money on getting a whole SIM card and all this other stuff, but yeah, and start small. If it's a big fear or it's causing you anxiety, mm-hmm. just start small in your own backyard, you know, that sort of thing. So, and, you know, try to learn one little thing from wherever you're going. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's just no, the I lifelong learner in I'm, me.
0: I'm also... <laughs> just-
1: a lifelong learner so i appreciate all the all the <laughs> yeah just abundance of 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 advice you just mentioned um mm-hmm. really great ideas too so thank you for yeah. thank you for that
0: i'm happy to like i said it's one of the things i love that makes me happy and it's good to sort of get to oh. <laughs> indulge <laughs> in it in this way you know just yeah. talking about it for now
1: one day it will well, be more than talking, yes, yes, you know, yes. be able to get out there again. But.
0: <laughs> we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it in safe, you
1: know, yeah. and yeah. But, um, okay, well, I only have one last question for you. My last question is where can people reach you or keep up with you online mm-hmm. if you would like them to do so? If you, if so, you don't want them to, that's fine as well. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I guess you could find me on Instagram. I believe I'm still public on Instagram at the moment, and it's the number two r a d o v a h and that's it. I'm on Facebook and stuff like that, but yeah, I'll answer a message if someone reach out that sort of thing and have more questions. I'm fine talking and helping people in that way. Um, But on Facebook, I generally don't add people to my friends list unless we've spent some kind of time together. Completely reasonable. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I used to say until we haven't met, like Mm -hmm. we have to meet in person, you know? Um, And then I was just like, "Eh, that doesn't always work. out. (laughs) So we've had to have like a, good conversation <laughs> like this one um but yeah instagram i don't really post that much but i will respond to questions and okay. stuff like you that can, so
1: can reach you on instagram yep. then for now yeah that sounds good <laughs> and um yeah i just want to say thank right. you again for well your support first of all as like a listener and then also being willing to you know be a guest and talk to me about your experience and and Germany and Ireland this has been really great I hope you've enjoyed it as well
0: yeah Um, definitely definitely yeah I I, like (laughs) I said I mean every word like when I stumbled upon your podcast I was just like how (laughs) am I only now hearing about this how how and uh, I'm catching up you know I listen (laughs) while I catalog so thank you. <laughs> so thank You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome.
1: I mean it. it my pleasure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll let you enjoy the rest of your Friday. If if I if I may be transparent, today was not the best day for me, and I was hoping this would like help oh, turn I'm sorry. it around. It's okay. I just got some news that wasn't great, but it's fine. Um, I was hoping that. This oh, conversation would help, and it really has like helped lift my spirits. So thanks for your time.
0: Oh, good, good, good. Anytime, I am here. I am an ears. I am an introvert, but yeah, I like to gab when it's a good yeah, you know, same, good topic. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Huh, okay.
0: Thank you again. You enjoy. Have a better weekend. <laughs> um. Yeah and don't let this time yeah. get you down too much I, I please <laughs> likewise i hope you're able to and keep up Thank the you. good work yeah and keep up the good work <laughs> like i'm so like uh uh i'm telling everyone i hit hate- no yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so well thanks again Alrighty. you too have a good one <laughs> you're welcome right, you have too. a good night bye bye <laughs> All right, y'all.
1: There it is. Thanks to Tura for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook and at YG Abroad on Twitter. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on YoungGiftedAndAbroad.com. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast wherever podcasts are. And you're welcome to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher while you're at it. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So, for the next episode in two weeks, the guest is going to be someone who has a passion for connecting with Black women expats. And this person also studied abroad in a certain city in Spain. And then currently (laughs) now lives in a different particular city in Spain. So you can look forward to hearing all about that in two weeks. But until then, thank you so much for listening. And talk to you next time.